Hello, ladies. Welcome. This is Dr. Melissa Rich, and you are listening to episode 35 of Praise Instead of Panic. Well, that's the name of the episode, and the podcast is Taking Care of Your Temple. I'm so glad that you all are here. I have two amazing guests today who I will introduce in just a minute, and I'm going to do my little intro speech that I always say at the start of the podcast. The objective of this podcast is to help women, although we also do have some male listeners, and that's fine. Y'all are welcome, too to help women connect with God regularly, to use his grace, strength, power, might, all the things to improve their physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. And there are four principles that we do this with. One is to keep our focus on God. Y'all, is that an easy thing to do? No. A piece of cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. No. No, it's, it is a process. We have to keep, sometimes I feel like I have the attention span of a grasshopper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have to keep pulling myself back, pulling myself back. Absolutely. So it's a process. Then acknowledging that we are not enough on our own. Y'all are a good bit younger than I am. So when I was about y'all's age, I was a lot more confident of this. Now I'm like, no, I cannot do this by myself. <laughs> I need your help. Yeah. And thank goodness God is very gracious and willing to give us help when we ask for him. Next is to remember it is about progress, not perfection. I think as women, a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we're not doing everything perfectly. You know, just the fact that we're doing it sometimes is more than enough. And then we need to work on consciously changing our thoughts. The messages that we give ourselves have a huge impact on how we think, feel, and act. So if you're giving yourself a lot of toxic negative messages, you're probably going to kind of be a toxic negative mess. So, but it's easy to change. The verse for this podcast, I love it. 1 Corinthians 3.16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? I think that's so appropriate. All right. I'd like to start off each one, uh, each podcast with a prayer. So let me pray for us here real quickly, and then we will get going. Great. Thank you, Lord, so much for uh, this allowing me to do this. Thank you that Jessica and Delilah are here. I just thank you for this topic that we're doing, praise instead of panic. I think it's so important. And I ask that this will bless people who are listening and help them to function better in their lives. Thank you for loving us, Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So today I have Delilah. Wait a minute. I need to get my glasses. Amaitza? Amaitza. Amaitza. That was close. That was actually closer. Okay. Because I grew up in Latin America. And Jessica Lackey. And both of these ladies are from my church, Highland Baptist, and they are on the praise team. Mm -hmm. And y'all just do an amazing job. In fact, yesterday I was thinking John, our pastor, was standing beside me in, in the choir. And after the last two songs, I wanted to turn to him and say, you don't need to preach. We can just go home. Now. <laughs> it's good. We've heard from God. It's all it's all fine. <laughs> it is so good. Um, so y'all tell us a little bit about your background, Delilah. You can start. Where did you grow up? How'd you come to Waco? What's your family like? Yeah. Um, well, I was technically born in Florida, but I have no memory of it. So there's like five years. Um, and then um, we moved to, I was practically raised in California. And then I went to college in Oregon. I got married and that's what brought us out to Waco. I didn't know you were married. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm married. Let's see when y'all are up there, like in choir, I never see spouses. Yeah. So I yeah. never know mm-hmm. who's married. Okay. Yeah. Um, and raised in a single, um, mom household. My parents okay. were divorced when I was seven. Um, my mom is from Acapulco, Mexico. And so it's she, there. she yeah, one of my favorite places. Um, so, uh, I'm an only child, so okay. I, she didn't get remarried. So I just grew up, I grew up with her and, 
Um, so even though my dad is white, white, uh, from Virginia, like born and raised in Virginia. Uh, so with, even though I'm half white, half Mexican, I grew up with my mom. So a lot of, um, like what I used to identify myself with just yeah. as Mexican. I grew up with this is funny. Yeah, I'm really funny. Um, okay. and, um, yeah, my mom pushed Spanish into me. She we oh, ate all so the food, though. the yeah. foods, my group with family that yeah. came over. Um, the language was always Spanish in the household. Yeah. So, um, so you grew up bilingual. I grew up bilingual. Cool. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, after that, I, I got, I went to college in Oregon, um, in Salem, Oregon, a small Christian university called Corbin University. Met my now husband there. We dated for four years and then, um, and amidst those four years, he was doing his master's in Utah. So we did two years of long distance and then, oh, that's hard. Um, and then he got accepted into a PhD program at Baylor and that's what brought us out here. So we got married and so what's he working on? What he is PhD? working, he is on his fifth year uh, uh, PhD in American history. Okay. So and so he will he teach, right? Yes. That's his goal, at least. Yeah. At least right now, to be honest. I don't know what he's thinking sometimes. So <laughs> <laughs> he may not know what he's thinking sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Do y'all have any kids? No, no, ma'am. Okay. I have a and, dog. Okay. For a baby. <laughs> yeah, for a baby. <laughs> and you teach high school, you said. I, I do. I teach high school. Um, I'm entering my fifth year of teaching. Chemistry, all levels of chemistry. Okay. Um, what high school are you? Waco High School. Okay. And uh, yeah, that's what I do. And I'm at church as yeah. well. So. Have you always sung? I mean, is that music been an important part of your yeah. life? Yeah, I started singing when I was three. Um, yeah. And no uh, started singing Selena songs. Yeah. I mean, it was some of my first songs that my family would be like, sing como la flor, sing como la flor. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Sang mariachi in high school, oh, yeah. Yeah. so I have like kind of a performance background. It used to be like my job to sing, and then um, eventually, when I was seventeen and was saved, then I started worship leading. Cool, so, yeah. Well, you do a great job. I love it. And does your husband also come to the church? Because again, yes. I, I he is uh, Amadi. He hosts sometimes. Uh, about my height, black. Okay. Mixed. Oh, maybe I have seen him. Yeah, he okay. looks like a nice person. Is what people tell me. I think like I have the first. And do you sit by He's a nice guy. I do sit by him. Okay, most that times. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just like I said, I never see him if he's the choir room or anything. Right. So no. Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes drums in the choir. It depends on okay. the Sunday. But has he ever given the intro? You know, the welcome. Uh, yes. Okay. The yeah, the hosting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving a yeah small spiritual thought that leads us in. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you, Jessica. Tell us about you. Um, so I always tell people that I am from the general South because I've lived in all the Southern States. Okay. So, uh, I was born in Alabama, very quickly moved to Mississippi, was raised in Mississippi. Um, honestly, kind of similar story to Delilah, um, parents divorced and I'm an only child. So my mom and I moved to Louisiana and I did high school right outside of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I have family in New Orleans, hang yeah. out in the South. And then I went to Houston Baptist University. I did my master's there. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's where my undergrad was. I had yeah. a psych degree from there. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then really felt the Lord calling me into vocational ministry and by the direction of a lot of sweet, wonderful mentors in my life, ended up at Truett Seminary. Yeah. Heard of it. Which is how that's I ended up affiliated with Baylor. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it's on Baylor's campus. Yeah. And so that's how I ended up in Waco. Um, started that 
2017. Golly, we've been here so long. <laughs> um, so I graduated in 21 and my husband and I got married literally the next weekend, which is kind of crazy. I didn't know you were married either. Yes. Just, just live and learn. Live and learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so we ended up staying and we're still in Waco. So we're yeah. hanging out. What is what does he do? He is a freelance production manager and audio engineer um okay. so he like for tv radio um for worship related things oh, okay. so okay. breakaway happens on AM's campus on tuesday okay. nights he's the production manager for that okay. um and then he just travels all around so you probably it. actually don't see him a lot on sunday mornings because he's very often at other churches doing things doing things so got it do y'all have any kids or fur babies or... we have a fur baby alico is our little black lab oh, um so yeah we're both both of us are still kind of in that like newlywed phase. We're like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, we'll see. Yeah. Well, my late husband and I were married for seven years before we had our first okay. child. So, yeah, you have time. time. We yeah. yeah, no rush. Yeah, yeah. 160 <laughs> teenagers is great birth control. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and I've often said if babies came as teenagers, we would just send them back and say, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not going to do it. <laughs> okay. So, I was telling Jessica and Delilah, and as y'all can see, we, we see each other in church a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, for years now, uh, didn't know that much about each other. Um, but I specialize in anxiety here at Waco Hypnosis Center. I did that for years when I was a family therapist. And what I found that, is that therapy would be helpful somewhat. But honestly, for anxiety, a lot of times it's not that great because people already know that they're anxious. Mm-hmm. They know that this is not normal. They just want to feel better. And so therapy is really great for some things. I just never thought it was that helpful for anxiety. Hypnosis is better. It just calms them down. And my favorite thing is to do faith-based hypnosis if that's what they want. And they're in this very relaxed, receptive state. And I'm just putting God's word into them. It's powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is just the coolest thing. It's my favorite thing ever. But what I also think is such a great tool is music Mm -hmm. for just calming you down, for managing anxiety, stress, and depression. Um, so I'm just kind of curious, what type of music do y'all gravitate to when you're, when you need to feel calmer or happier, when you're totally stressed out by all your teenage kids mm. in high school, what, I mean, is it praise and worship? What do you all headbanging rock? I mean, when, yeah. what do you go <laughs> for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first or? Oh. Yeah, I, um, I really like classical music. Okay. I think this is sort of new in the past year, um, Sometimes worship music feels a little like work. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because um, you do it all the time. Yeah. Right. So a lot of times when we're listening to worship music, it's like, what part do we need to learn? Uh-huh. Yeah. How, how are we going to do this? X, Y, Z. And so I love listening to music with no lyrics because yes. then I'm not thinking about it. Right. Um, so if I'm trying to concentrate or some, on something or calm down, I'll listen to a lot of classical music. Um, but I also, the album that I always come back to when I feel overwhelmed is... Um, by a woman named Christy Knuckles, okay. um, which anyone who knows me knows, I'm just kind of low-key obsessed with her. Um, and she's a worship leader. Um, I think she's in Tennessee now. And she has an album called Be Held, Lullabies for the Beloved. And Aww. she wrote this album for her children when they were little. So it's right. lullabies for them. But it's also lullabies yeah. for parents to learn and like implant in them as they sing it over their kids. And they're some of the most beautiful songs so it's like they're singing yeah. blessings over yes. their kids. i love it and kind of over, over their themselves. own selves yeah um so i 
some of my favorite songs of all time are all from that album. Um, so oh, cool. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Delilah? Um, yeah, I wrote just it. De- it depends. Uh, it, I listen to all kinds of music, but um, when I need to feel calm, though, I do generally. Well, it depends. If I need to feel like peace, if I do need to meditate on the word, uh, scripture sticks in my head through music. Yes, like, it has to. Yes. Um, otherwise, I oddly struggle with memorizing scripture. But when it's in a song, I can. Oh, oh, remember this. the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so if I want to feel actual peace, I do resort to contemporary worship. However, um, if I'm just trying to feel calm lately, I've discovered Christian R&B and have been, uh, listening to this artist called Madison Ryan Ward, whose album is just great. It's a solid album. Um, and it's all based on truth. Like, uh, Mm. she's, it's a different beat, almost like lo-fi-ish that point, sometimes like a little bit of Indians in, in there, but it's just a variety because I feel yeah. like we end up in a box with contemporary worship and gospel and mm-hmm. there's other music yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, that sometimes we just need, we just need a change. And, and yeah. I have been listening to that album on repeat lately just to feel calm and, or happy. Uh, but when I want to feel energized and happy, I do resort to all types of Latin music. So yeah. that's, <laughs> your roots. um, that's yeah. Your roots. yeah, merengue, bachata, cumbia, yeah. all those that yeah. I grew up with or that remind me of my family. I, I listen to those a lot. So, well, that brings me a question that I didn't forward to you all. What are some of your favorite groups or artists? Ooh. Oh, like this is such a hard I know it question, is especially to ask musicians because you feel like you're siloed into it. I'm like, no, what if I give the wrong? Answer? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um good no you know no (laughs) I'll go first I love I love anything about elevation okay yeah I mean just they're amazing yeah um I love Lauren Daigle Mm -hmm. got listening to her Shane and Shane I really like and I know an oldie but goodie I love like Phillips Craig and Dean yes they're just I grew up listening to Phillips Craig and Dean well and one of them I think it's Phillips my son goes to um Glory Bell Church here in Waco and he has an, a connection with them. And he has come several times to That's their church. Cool. And he would just do like this mini concert. That's cool. Like, it's so cool. Wow. Um, I love We the Kingdom. Uh-huh. Uh, David Crowder. Mm-hmm. I mean, just He's a bit of a graduate too. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the ones that that I really listen to that mm-hmm. I like. Um, I, I love Brian and Katie Torwalt, um, which um, they actually wrote Holy Spirit, which is a song that mm. um, you might have heard. I would say, I will say there, I do really like Maverick City. Uh, yes, music. I like him too. Yeah. I do resort to yeah. Naomi Rain is uh-huh. a phenomenal uh, worship leader. Mm-hmm. And what else would I say? Mm-hmm. I need to think a little more. Season. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to put you on the spot. No, this, this is great. Curious. Um, I love William Benjamin Hastings. Um, either. Okay. He, do you know the song So Will I? It was a Hillsong song. He was a part of Hillsong. Oh, it's okay, hard to okay, say yeah. the Hillsongs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he was part of Hillsong for a while, and um, I think wrote some of their best things that they ever put okay. out. But he's now an independent artist, and I love his album that just came out. Ligertwood? Ligertwood? We don't know how to pronounce her last name. Hey, Brooke, please clarify that first. Yeah, oh, please. I need to be talking about We reference her a lot, and we have no idea how to pronounce her names. Yeah. So love them. Christina Knuckles. I still love All Sons and Daughters. Yeah. I could listen to All Sons and Daughters forever. Um, and a lot of Leslie Jordan's music sounds like All Sons and Daughters still. So, um, 
And then, you know, every once in a while, I'll just pull out a good Paramore album from back mm-hmm. in the day. It's not worship, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's my roots. <laughs> <A little bit laughs> that pump phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot major one for me is Israel Houghton. I love gospel music, but Israel Houghton, um, high energy. And now he sings with his wife, Adrian, who's from the Cheetah Girls. Wow. Mm-hmm. Adrian Houghton is Adrian Bailone. They got married. Interesting. And now they, on his new albums, you'll hear her singing. And come on. And childhood. Right uh, what I love about her is that she's bringing in like Spanish coritos into yeah. the. And I love that that she's doing that. So yeah, I, I listen to them a lot too. I live in plenty of other. Oh, we can go on forever. You yeah. guys are in the music, and you actually do you work at Highland? I do. Correct. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you guys are about music all the time. a lot. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So I was doing some research on this and I found a study that has shown that listening to Christian music has a positive impact on older people when they are later in life. And I don't know if y'all have ever had a, a relative, like a grandparent or something who's gotten really older. We went through this with my dad. He had pretty bad dementia before he died. He was like in his nineties. And they found that when they would, older people would listen to music, it really helps them. Cause I they don't know who they are. I mean, sometimes they don't recognize you, you know, all this, but that really anchored them and helped them to focus. So uh, this study looked at over a thousand senior citizens, age 65 and above, and they included, uh, they were were aging. And what they wanted to find out was if listening to Christian music, would that impact their mental health? And it can, the study concluded that it really tended to decrease anxiety about death and it increased their satisfaction with life. It also mm-hmm. found that listening to religious music increased self-esteem and gave them more of a sense of self-control. And this was for all the participants, regardless of age, uh, socioeconomic background, gender, anything. Um, and I remember when I was going to, uh, when I was teaching at Texas A&M, uh, Central Texas in Colleen, and I had this woman who was a, I had a lot of chaplains from the military in my courses and she was a chaplain and she told me, I had never heard this before. She worked with a hospice and she had sung several people into heaven. Wow. It was, they knew that it was time for them to go. And she, the first time it just was an accident. Mm-hmm. She, they asked them to sing and, and they just passed away while she was singing. Mm-hmm. And she felt like that was her calling. And I just thought, wow. Oh, but she said she could just see the peace. And so have y'all had any experience with anything like this? Um, I actually, so prior to being a teacher, I worked in the hospital. I had, I was a medical person. Uh, and I worked in a hospital for four years as a CNA. Um, and I worked in float pools. So I was on a different unit every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I often remember we had a harpist that was. Okay. Um, so I mean, once or twice, a few patients would ask me to sing to them. However, um, I noticed, especially like on the ICU, where there's um, some patients that are put on hospice, um, they requested our harpist, who oddly would play Christian hymns on on the harp, on the harp, um, who I thought was, I loved watching whenever they would request the harpist to, they would come right outside the patient door. She would just sit outside the patient door and just start playing. Uh Um, and I would obviously be in the room taking care of the patient sometimes, but I would notice just like if they were anxious before panicked or they had a lot of questions. And then as soon as the harpist was outside, I noticed they were just like, just sitting there Mm -hmm. like joyful. Yeah. So I did notice that 
I will say once a, a patient asked me to sing um, cool. like a hymn for them. Um, but Well, when my dad was in, he was in several different homes that if he would get like agitated, I had some uh, uh, Gaither, you know, the mm-hmm. Gaither vocal band DVDs and I would start playing those and I could just see him mm. calming down. Yeah. He and my mom just loved the Gaithers. So that, that was always fun. Um, okay. So Delilah, you come from a Hispanic background. Are there any music traditions in that culture that kind of relate to when you sing or when you play or listen to music that you feel better? Oh, um, I don't know all the statistics behind it, but I just know that we feel a a heck ton better when we were up and dancing. (laughs) Um, So I'll I'll tell you one thing is that my aunts will complain about arthritis and everything going wrong with their body. But as soon as there's music playing, they're the first ones on the dance floor. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and suddenly we all wonder, like, where's your arthritis? Did it go away? Because well, you suddenly don't. Yeah. Well, I know. Yeah. Well, they moved over. their focus. Correct. From their arthritis to feeling happy and dancing. Um, and I will say that, especially for Mexicans, like, I feel there's like a uniting type of music and that is mariachi or oh, did, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and um, I will say, like, personally, I mean, I, this past Christmas, I, I was in Mexico and took my husband there for the first time and we watched. Um, like a like a Mexican show they call it at a, in a resort called Ishkaret in in Cancun or Playa del Carmen specifically and I remember feeling as soon as the ballet folklorico comes in which are all yes, the dancers the yeah. as soon as they come in and start like the hoops yes, and yes, hollers yes. and um Mexico has a painful but beautiful history and uh there was a point where I looked out and immediately like we all started shouting um as soon as the mariachi band comes yeah. out and plays with them and the dancing so it's just joy yeah. I know that like no yeah. matter what area of Mexico they're from that's just one type of music yeah. that we all know who Vicente Fernandez is we all uh know like some of the great songs that yeah. represent our country and um I love that and that brings mm-hmm. us so much joy and it's just like a unity kind of thing that we feel I've always in a church like I moved here to Waco eight years ago. And one of the first things I wanted to do was find a church. And to me, praise and worship music is like the most important thing. I need to have that. Yes. I need good teaching. I need mm-hmm. good preaching. But if the music is, is just hymns, nothing against hymns, mm-hmm. but it's like, no, this is not, not going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. So several people recommended Highland. And I'd gone to a couple of other churches that were okay. And I came to Highland like, this is it. Mm. This is the one. Mm-hmm. But the music just speaks to me more. I mean, John preaches so good, so consistently. Mm-hmm. But to me, the music is what does it. Yeah. Mm. It's just the worship. I mean, like again, yesterday, mm. I felt like I was ready to go to heaven. It's okay. We're, we're you know what's here. so encouraging about that is yesterday as a team, we were not. It was awful. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was probably one of the hardest Sundays that we've had. Like, truly nothing was working the way it was supposed to mm-hmm. and everyone actually remember praying like halfway through the first or during the second gathering because that's when the, the track stopped working mm-hmm. of like lord can you just like remind us that you don't need any of this at mm-hmm. all whatsoever yeah. and it felt this weird i'm not weird piece the holy spirit but uh that's just so encouraging to hear and be reminded of mm-hmm. that like we can plan how to do yes. a Sunday morning all day long. And it just absolutely doesn't matter. Like yeah. the whole thing could have shut off and we could have sat on the edge of the stage with an acoustic guitar and, and, and we would have been, we would have been the people yeah. of God singing. Yes. And yeah, that's just really encouraging. Cause I, I know we all left a little tense yesterday yeah. because yeah, well, I, I did notice I was in the second service 
that at one point, John went over and said something to Jordan, and then Jordan said something in his microphone, and then you started singing a song. That, that was, was not planned. Yeah. I thought that was not planned. That was last minute. John said, we need to Well, people this. were still praying, which I love when that happens. Yeah. Uh, that honestly felt like the biggest, dare I say, like, win of yeah. the morning. Like, everything else was going wrong, and then there was just something about, like, all right, we have the song in our bones. That's the Brooke Lightwood. Yeah. Beautiful yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, um, I love that song. And, yeah, so... That, that was nice. That, you yeah. rose to the occasion. I mean, that, that is one of those songs that's just like <laughs> in your bones yes, at this yeah. point. Like we mm-hmm. were ready. And so even though we didn't have lyrics, we were all right yeah, there yeah. with her. It's just, yeah, yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. Okay. So the other thing I found interesting looking this up is that studies show that whether it's an acapella group or church chorus, that singing in a choir or in mm-hmm. a group does a lot for your state of mind. Um, it's associated with decreased levels of anxiety and they studied uh, 35 people who were assigned to either one hour of choir singing or one hour of just unstructured time and they found that the participants who sang in the choir decreased their negative affect and anxiety compared with the control group the control group experienced more anxiety and negative affect Mm -hmm. and I think that's right I mean listening to music is great right Mm -hmm. singing along with music is good Singing by yourself is amazing. Singing with a group, mm-hmm. if, if there's just something that... Something different. Ele- yes. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That elevates it. And so this is one of the reasons I was so happy when we could come back to church after COVID. Yeah. I was so happy because I'm so glad that we had the online. I mean, way better than nothing. And when we got to go back to church and no choir, okay, that was good. But when we got to have the choir back, mm-hmm. I was like, even when you're, I don't know if y'all remember, they would take little spots on the mm-hmm. stage and we had to stand like all two feet apart. I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I'm yeah. so happy. Yeah. But there's just something about it. I mean, you just feel transported mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. elevated. I mean, what is it like for you all singing in the worship team? Yeah, I mean, we say this a lot and it sounds kind of cheesy, but like truly that team feels like a family. Yes. And it, I mean, it is just like the most edifying thing I think that we get to do, especially in a church as big as Highland. Right. Where we, there is absolutely no way that we're going to know every single person that walks into that room every week. Um, And as someone who grew up in a smaller church, like sometimes I miss that camaraderie, but I feel like we get that with this team that sings together Mm -hmm. And we do um, songwriting retreats every year, and we do like pretty regularly scheduled those collective nights that everyone's yes, a part yes, of, yeah. as well as worship team nights. Uh, we're all in a community group together, where one of the people in each couple is on the worship team, so we all have that like together. Nice. Um, so it really is like the catalyst into deeper community. It's yeah. awesome to sing together, and I feel like that really was the catalyst for our friendship and so mm-hmm. many friendships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even with choir members and, um, but that, that really is just the starting point into a deeper community yeah. the way that the Lord intended it to be. Mm-hmm. I often feel like when we are singing, like it was yesterday, this is a prelude to what it's going to be like in heaven. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. This is a little taste. We're yeah. going to be there singing with the whole family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even people who say they can't sing very right. well, yeah. you know, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. So have y'all, you may never have experienced this, but have you ever had a time when, for whatever reason, you couldn't sing for a while? And if so, how did that affect you? 
Uh, you mean like physically or both Either. or physically? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, there are times where we go through trials too. And uh, I'm often, I mean, it's a kind of a, sort of a joke on our team of how much I cry during worship. I can't get through worship songs sometimes without I was crying. wiping tears away yesterday. Yesterday. I was always going, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I do <laughs> the same. Or there have been moments yeah, where we literally life. exit and get to the blue room. And uh, I, I don't know if you remember like Brinshavia Jordan when she was on our team, like Brie and I would like collapse on yeah, the floor yeah, sometimes. Yeah. And um, I believe it's, it's it's a it's amazing that I mean I would also will say that this like community aspect like affects our worship too like I think yeah. that's what makes stronger teams like do you know the people that you're worshiping with it does make a difference because I shoot looks like I'm not we're not up there performing if I'm looking at Shane yeah. across yeah. the stage it's yeah. and shooting him a look it's because like he knows what I'm thinking usually yeah. Yeah. or if I'll I'll look at her and be like oh like sometimes she even like reads my mind of like, I'm going to go back and do that chorus or I'm going to whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, there was even one moment where I walked off of a worship set and looked at her and I said, dude, like, I think the Holy spirit, like I felt him say that we were going to get to do this in heaven. And then we, it resorted in some tears. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so, yeah. um, but there are moments that we shoot each other looks while we're singing a certain part of the song that reminds us what it's going to be like in heaven. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Jessica? Um, I definitely, I mean, there's definitely those like emotional moments where, yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it through. Yeah. I also feel like I've gone through seasons where I physically, physically couldn't sing, right. being like sick. Or yes. mm-hmm. last summer was really hard. Um, my husband and I were moving. It was a like, super stressful time, and it was in the middle of camp season. So we do like back to back weeks going to church camps and leading worship. Oh. And I. I physically like could not get through them and I felt not myself yeah. for one. Um, though it was also a little convicting. I feel like time after time, the Lord has asked me to kind of confront my own ability with like, okay, if you woke up tomorrow and you could never sing again, like, would you still know that I have called you to mm-hmm. myself and to lead oh, people boy, in worship? Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but, please but, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. Um, yeah. So it is, it, it truly is something that just becomes part of you. Um, and I don't think that's just for people who have the ability to sing. Like I, it is, um, I wrote this in here. Where did I put it? Somewhere in here. Uh, Colossians three verses 15 through 16. Let the peace of Christ to which you are also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you and in wisdom teaching and admonishing one another through Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Um, to not be able to sing is to miss out on a part of yeah. the life of a believer. Yes. That is just as crucial as listening to the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, even, mm-hmm. you know, even my tone deaf mama loves the thing. <laughs> and I think that's because she has the word of God dwelling richly within her. And, um, it's, you just, it's just part of it, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like how cool is that, that that's how the Lord yes. created us and designed us and yes. all these things that you have researched of how good it is for you to sing. Like, of course, that's how the Lord designed it, uh, yeah. in his wisdom and goodness. You mentioned your mom being tone deaf when I'm the oldest. <laughs> Sorry, mama. <laughs> she does that. <laughs> I'm the oldest of five and my middle brother always had a hard time singing. He wasn't horrible, but he just wasn't great. 
But um, so several years ago, we were at a funeral, a lot of family there. And Chris and his wife were sitting right behind me. And so we're singing at the funeral and I hear this gorgeous tenor voice. And I think, gosh, is Chris picking lessons? He's gotten so much better. And I can't get over it. I can't figure out how, how did he improve so much? So after the funeral was over, I'm talking to him and he's just laughing. No, it wasn't me. Well, we found out right behind them was a guy named Daryl who was a worship leader. <laughs> and that's who I was hearing. And we all got a good laugh out of it. It's like, yeah, it's gotten way better. Okay, so some of the studies that I found, I want to go over some of the benefits of them. Um, one is that it relieves stress. Singing appears to be a stress reliever. In fact, there was a study that measured the amount of cortisol, which is stress hormone. You, the chemistry mm-hmm. person, will know mm-hmm. that. Uh, in participants before and after they sang. And they found that the amount of cortisol was lower after singing. So it showed that they felt more relaxed after they sang out. They also found that singing reduces stress levels, whether the participants are singing in a group or by themselves. I do think you get more benefit, I think, by being in a group. Mm-hmm. Have you all experienced that? Felt really totally stressed out, saying, felt better. Never, never. <laughs> uh no yeah all the time all the all time. time in fact i specifically think the enemy loves to attack worship yes leaders. yes uh, i agree or it's funny how it was all chaotic yesterday on a sunday when we're all together like yeah. it, i mean it's i don't think it's a coincidence i yeah. think the enemy loves that so um but yeah i do think that i mean jess and i talk about this a lot about how we sing even the most odd things yeah. uh and during a Sunday morning, we might be getting a donut and we'll sing about that if we're like not <laughs> feeling okay. Uh, I will say like as a teacher, I'm I'm constantly, even if, if it's just, I'm not singing entire songs because that would yeah. catch some attention, but um, I'm singing probably one line specifically. So this past year was probably my hardest year of teaching. Um, and I taught AP chemistry this year. So I was teaching a college course with a very different group of students. Yeah. Um, and it was all new. I was being tested daily uh, with That's not, I'm, I'm not dealing with behavior as much, but I'm dealing with a whole different kind of student and challenge and I being asked questions and my pride was challenged so many times. Um, so I, right before they would walk in every day, I, especially after like sharing with my community connect yeah. community, group, I don't know what we call, we call at John Durham, please group. clarify. Um, <laughs> so, um, Right before class would start, I would sing a line of yeah. a song. So if it would be, Lord, I need you, or yeah. um, there is no desert that your streams won't run to, um, I would I would sing that right before opening the door. Yeah. And it really does affect my mm-hmm. mindset, um, even though I'm stressed. So, Well, that reminded me of something I hadn't planned on sharing this, but I run four mornings a week in my neighborhood. I run very early in the summer because it's like so hot outside, I know. Um, but... I had a time several months back when I, it was, I mean, I would wake up stressed. It was just one of those seasons. And so I would find that as I was running, I'm just singing, just making stuff up, just singing and mm-hmm. singing. It's just a way of of getting, processing mm-hmm. through it. And I did. I just felt much calmer after I finished running because I had just been singing for like 30 minutes. Totally made up song. I guess I'll sing it again in heaven sometime, but yeah, but it worked. Okay, something else that singing does is it stimulates the immune system response. So 
there's some evidence that says that singing can boost your immune system and help you fight off illnesses, help you be healthier, which uh, makes sense. Yes, go ahead. Do you have something? I do. Go. Um, I <laughs> was going to share. So this past worship retreat, so as Jessica mentioned earlier, we have an annual worship songwriting uh-huh. retreat. Um, and that is cool. something I look forward to the entire year yeah. because one, I can take a day off of work. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, the other is whenever we come back from those retreats, I honestly think it's some of our strongest Sundays. Probably. Um, surprise me. because we suddenly are just, har- our harmonies are locked in because yeah. you spent yeah. a weekend singing with these people. Um, we song, right. And so we're in the Bible the whole weekend because we're, Love all that. our songs are based on scripture and, uh, but this past year, um, all of us were sick. I'm oh. pretty sure. Um, and specifically me that I was specifically remember two days before the retreat is when I started feeling symptoms. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like in my classroom, just taking whatever I yeah, could take. Yeah. Um, but I <laughs> um, when after school one day, which was the day that I was going to leave, I remember like shouting in my classroom, like Satan, not today. I'm going, I'm going, I'm not going to use that. Like, I remember. But I showed up with my box of tissues and yeah. but I was physically not okay. Um, and then I realized we were all like literally the whole team was either getting over a cold or just entering into one. Um, but I will say what was odd about that weekend is um, like I was feeling better, like within one day and specifically mm-hmm. in my songwriting group, like Jordan Greer, I remember prayed for me and my health um, during that time. And I remember feeling just at tons better granted did I go to bed at eight o'clock that night I did but uh (laughs) um I do like that's interesting that it helps stimulate an immune response because I'm almost wondering if that had something to do with it or if that's like Mm -hmm. another physical reason why we could all get through that weekend because we were all physically dying (laughs) and uh but nonetheless still feeling so rejuvenated by the time we came back well the you know I, I go back to the messages that we give ourselves are so important and I do this in hypnosis a lot. I train people to say, uh, I've had a lot of people coming in and want to stop smoking lately, which is great, but they have to start telling themselves, I'm a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. That's something I used to do. I don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of changing your identity. And so, you know, you were telling yourself, I'm not going to be sick. I'm yeah. feeling good. I've got this. I'm strong. <laughs> and I do managed, it. yeah, we managed to get through it. And I remember even that Sunday, I still was very sick and um it just the lord reminded me like you don't have to sing that's why congregations here you know mm-hmm. you can I, he, yeah i and i did i remember i was just i physically did not feel okay and like even jared came up to me later and he's like his power is made perfect in your weakness there you and, go um and he used you today and i was like wow because that's great thank you lord yes yes okay so something else that singing does is it will increase your pain threshold Basically, if you're singing with a group, it causes your body to release endorphins, which mm. are the natural natural feel-good chemicals in your body, um, and it promotes positive feeling. It can even change your perception of pain. I love this. 2012 study found that singing, drumming, and dancing in a group, talk about your dancing, triggers the release of hormones that raise your pain tolerance. Mm. You were talking about that with your aunt's dancing. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like... That explains my ants and them <laughs> not caring about their pain all of a sudden must have been they, endorphins. Yeah, they weren't feeling it as much. <laughs> yes. Honestly, I, I just think that happens a lot more than we realize. Um, I also found some of these were interesting. Uh, significantly fewer choir members snored. 
and oh. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's something with the way they sing. I, I don't Drop know. Supports. Who knows? That's hilarious. And they said that people who play wind instruments also snore less. I don't yeah. know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't snore, so there my husband is. does. Does he sing? Sorry, Sorry. Marty. Um, <laughs> he he does sing though, so I don't know. I guess that doesn't line up. He mm -hmm. sings and beatboxes, which takes significant breath support That's as true. well. But okay, all right. This one should be no surprise. It improves lung lung function. Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, it's can be helpful for certain lung and breathing conditions. Mm -hmm. Things like uh, COPD, asthma, cystic fibrosis, cancer, multiple sclerosis. And they said singing does not treat or cure any of these conditions, but you may mm -hmm. gain strength from uh, using those muscles. It also increases the amount of oxygen in your blood. So singers can Im experience improved mood. Y'all, I feel great after I sing at church. Mm -hmm. And I feel like connected to everybody there. So mm -hmm. I, I definitely see this one my grandfather's life i feel like is such a testament to this and others of these benefits um he has he's 91 90 oh wow um and has been a minister of music for over 60 years wow and still i mean he had a tumor a spot something on his lung they removed it and we were like, this is going to be it. This is the end of his ability. Nope. Like still has one of the strongest voices Excellent. of anyone I've ever heard. Broke his hip last year. We thought, oh, this is going to be like yeah. his downfall. Nope. A few months later was up leading wow. worship again. Uh, and you so have I have good genes. I like, have all put past that down. Um, so I feel like, I mean, there's so many things. He's, you know, taking care of himself as best right. he can and um, has stayed very active. But also he has sung for the majority of his life. And, and he's been singing praise and worship. And he has, exactly. Um, which, and I feel, I put this up in my notes earlier, but I feel like it goes without saying, but just like for clarification, that I don't think it's just singing that's doing that. And I also don't think it's just singing praise and worship music because one, I can sing the Taylor Swift Midnight's album at the top of my lungs sure. and love every second of it. And it's still not what's satisfying my soul. Right. Uh, and then I also in high school, especially did a lot of choral music that was religious, but the people next to me that did not have a relationship with the Lord, like that's just words to them. It didn't mean anything. Yeah. And so it goes without saying, but also just the song is a way for the Holy Spirit to minister to us and within it's us. The target it's mm -hmm. the direction. Yeah. That yeah. um but, but these without the Lord, I think. <laughs> yes, they're missing. Yeah. So but it also it's, explains why like some people in the church who may who don't know him are don't express yeah yes. not ex expressive it is or... so funny the cranky people who yeah. can't see them yeah. from stage a lot of times and it is coffee yeah it's funny to me how many people just look miserable right i like, noticed that yesterday <laughs> when i was just like transported to the gates of heaven and people are sitting there looking mm -hmm. at the watch you know and it was like totally yeah. totally missing it and you're like ah oh. i wanted to say you mentioned your grandfather you too will get this. One of my claims to fame, my great-grandmother, Jesse Hanscom, was organist at the Little Brown Church in the Vale. Remember that song, Little Brown Church yes. in the Valley? Yeah. It was a real place. Oh my goodness. She played there for years. And I think that my great-grandfather actually preached there a few times. Wow. So, That's so fun. I tell that to other people, and I'm like, the Little Brown what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So some other things that it does. Singing with a group develops a sense of belonging and connection yep. mm -hmm. 
When you sing with others, you're likely to feel the same kind of camaraderie and bonding that players on sports teams experience, which is good because I'm never going to play football. Yeah. So that's <laughs> Tell me out on that. Not, not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they did a study of over 11,000 school children, and they found that children in a singing and musical engagement program developed strong sense of community and social inclusion. So, you know, they weren't feeling as left out, which is good. There was another study in 2016. They found that people who sang together in a group reported a higher sense of well-being and meaningful connection than people who sang solo. So, uh, again, a lot of it is just the the chemicals that our bodies mm-hmm. release because we're doing something that's fun, that we enjoy. And so we feel more connected. Mm-hmm. So one of the questions I wanted to ask, do either of y'all sing in the shower? Just curious. Actually, no. <laughs> I don't. I think it's because I sing everywhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shower's my quiet time. There you go. Oh, that like is my, my time, preferred place to sing. <laughs> Acoustic's great. I was going to say, yeah, because she does Steam, great. You know, that I really do feel like my voice, like uh, there are notes that I hit in the shower <laughs> that I do not hit on a Sunday morning. I just want to put that out there. It's effortless. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh, I talked about this a little bit. Singing enhances memory of people with dementia. Studies have shown that people with these conditions were able to uh, remember song lyrics more easily than, you know, who are you again? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad toward the end, I really didn't have times when I would go in and he'd talk to me, but I'm thinking he doesn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, he knows I'm connected to him somehow. Mm-hmm. And I would just say, you know, I'm your daughter. But again, I would play music for him and, and remember that. He's got it. Yeah. I've seen videos of, like, there's a video of a woman who was a classical pianist, couldn't remember anything. You would sit in front of the piano and she's like, I don't know how to play this. And then she was just crazy. Or somebody would need to fact check me on this because I don't know that I know all the details for this. But the woman who voiced Cinderella in the 1950s Disney cartoon had dementia. And she did not know that she had voiced Cinderella. But she, anytime they played her, so this is love. Mm, she was she would calm down immediately. Like she didn't know that was her. Mm. I think I heard that on the internet. It's, it's it might not be true. It's almost like muscle memory. Yeah, you know right. that that it's still there mm-hmm. somewhere. Also, I love this one. <clears throat> it helps with grief. Yeah. Um, singing in a group doesn't just help with with physical pain. It can also help with emotional pain after you've lost someone. Mm-hmm. So they did a 2019 study, people dealing with grief. They found that people who sang in choir, the depression wasn't quite as bad. And they had this still sense of well-being. In fact, choir singers felt a gradual improvement in their self-esteem during the 12-week study. So they said that singing or group singing can be a good option for people who are dealing with grief and loss. Yeah. Have y'all ever had a time of that? Okay. Yeah, I don't, sometimes I feel like singing is, helps me grieve. Like I, I, I can't, I don't know what grief is without it, it is to be honest. Um, I will say like this year, for example, I experienced, um, what seemed to be a very real lockdown at Waco high school. Um, it turned out to be a hoax at three different school districts. However, um, what I saw was me walking out of a room and suddenly the SWAT team was on my right side in the hallways telling us to get back inside with uh, rifles is bigger than my body. Um, And I didn't realize how much that affected me. I was actually by myself because I was on my conference period. 
So I ran inside my storage room and yeah. immediately called my husband and was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm going to die. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, But I will say after that, like being stuck in there for three hours and learning it was fake. And, and as we exited, like they were telling us to walk out with our hands behind our heads, just as if it were a real lockdown, because in their eyes, it was real. Yeah. They were told that 16 students were shot. It turned out that wasn't true. Again, it was. But they had to react as if it was. And so with that, um, after that, I I didn't realize how much I was affected with that. But immediately uh, the next day I was driving to my gym to CrossFit 1510. And I um, played Firm Foundation, which I think the Lord gave me that year. Um, Played that immediately start sobbing. Um, so I didn't even realize that like, I wasn't okay. Cause after that, I had to be okay. I had to be okay for the kids. Yeah. And, um, walked out a chance to express it. Right. And so I think like these songs helped me. Like I don't are like Jess and I songwrite together. And we then wrote a song called you will answer me from Psalm 91. Mm -hmm. And again, wrote was writing singing the bridge and didn't realize what I was going through until I sang the bridge mm-hmm. and so <laughs> things like that yeah, yeah I think it, yeah. It, it is the way I do yeah. <laughs> but one of my favorite songs of all time is mystery by Charlie Hall and mm-hmm. it's very simple um but the opening lines are sweet Jesus Christ my sanity mm. sweet Jesus Christ my clarity and I think that's my continually favorite worship song because it is the most accurate description I have of my relationship to the Lord. I think yeah. I understand singing in sorrow more than I understand singing in joy, just because my life has weirdly been marked by a lot of like pretty big upheaval things. Um, daughter of a um, pastor who had a moral failure, like really public divorce, um, dealt with a lot of self-harm in high school, dealt with a lot of like family betrayal, um, just like random, lots of trauma, lots of trauma in a very short, I'm not that old. I'm not even 30 yet. Um, and I really feel like the Lord has gifted song as a way of like carrying through. It's been a part of his redemption story in my own life, which is then connected to so many other people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that, absolutely makes a lot of sense to me that that song would help with grief mm-hmm. it, it sounds like for both of you again because you are so gifted musically music is not only a way to to praise god and stay in touch with him but it's a coping mechanism oh, yeah. for whatever you're going through well i mean just thinking of the psalms like how yes. many there are of laments yes. and that was yes. like david's coping mechanism yeah and so yeah. i get it when it comes to david's personality the way he was i i relate to him so much he's an emotional guy and yes he was um yeah yeah i'll look at all those psalms <laughs> and i love it it's like crush the enemy right. like, yeah it's a <laughs> which gives such permission of yeah. song and yes. prayer yeah, yeah. that we like to tiptoe around now in our, yeah. like, you know, very oh, not nice polite Christianity. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, like go to the Lord with that yeah. for yeah. sure. And in all you of its ugliness. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. What better place to take it? Exactly. Right. There is no better place. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I thought was interesting is a uh, study found that singing helps with speaking abilities. Now, I did know because I've done some hypnosis with uh, people who stutter. Mm. And what is so interesting, y'all may have seen this, they don't stutter when they sing. Mm. 
because and it, it it's just a different modality. Part of it is because they know what they're going to say. It's not mm-hmm. like someone asking you a random question and then you're like, oh, well, uh, uh. yeah, they, you know, but um, but they found that it helps with people with autism, Parkinson's disease, aphasia, following a stroke, stuttering. Mm-hmm. Um, and they think that it's because it stimulates singing, stimulates multiple areas of your brain at the same time. So it also uh, it makes it easier to pronounce them. Okay. They also said it, it uh, singing makes it easier to incorporate hand tapping. And that's a way that some people help maintain speaking rhythms when they're mm-hmm. otherwise challenged, which I thought that was so yeah. interesting. I've never heard of that, but I mean, it does make sense. With, yeah. Um, because, I mean, think of elementary, like my teacher, yeah. like coming out, but like think of elementary uh, school teachers and how much singing we used to do in elementary yes. school. I mean, it's like a, way of learning the English language yeah so it well, and then that song correct mm-hmm. um and um or even like mnemonics or yeah. there are yeah. things I do not remember from elementary school but I still remember 30 okay. days past September you know like yes, yes um and um I think I mean that's part of learning like we sing like yeah. songs and so I wonder I mean same thing with going into language and speech I, I think it, it makes make sense. sense it does make so. sense and by the way you'll get this too I always feel so sorry for people who are trying to learn English as adults, it is like the hardest language. The in hardest the world. Language. It makes no sense. Correct. Spanish is so easy because every letter has one sound. Yeah. One sound. Five vowels, five sounds. Yes, it's yes. much, much easier. Mm-hmm. I I just I I was like, you have my sympathy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I yeah. I was just saying this to Jerry yesterday, um, how my mom struggles with the double O sound and for example, yeah. book. She would oh, tell me to say book, book and she'd look yeah. at it and be like, book. No, because yeah. for them, they have the U yeah, sound, yeah. but they don't have a double O sound. So anyhow, shout out. My mom. parents learned Spanish as adults because they were missionaries in Latin America. And at that time, Southern Baptists, I think they still do. They had a uh, language school in Costa Rica. So we lived there for a year. I was about seven when we went there. My next brother was about five. And honestly, within a couple of weeks, my parents were using us to translate. They would say, tell the man, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so we would, and they'd say, why did you say it that way? And we're like, how did you say it? I mean, at that age, you just kind of yeah, absorb yeah. Mm-hmm. the language, but mm-hmm. it was a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So ladies, if anybody would like to contact you guys, are you on Facebook? Are you on Instagram? What? Yes. what? Both. Both. Okay. Uh, what, where are you on Facebook? Uh, it goes first. At Delilah underscore Renee, I believe is my Instagram. Um, okay. and then just Delilah Amitza, my name on Facebook and, okay. and all the things you will most likely find me. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Jessica. I am, uh, Jessica Bird Lackey on both Facebook and Instagram. So B-I-R-D, like a real okay. bird. Is um, that your middle name? It's my maiden name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I wondered, cause I, I saw Jared say something about Jaybird. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, my forever nickname. And I love it. Jaybird. I've been Jaybird my whole life. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. All right. Very cool. All right, I always give a few fun facts about Waco, and this, this is more about Texas than Waco, but that's okay. Texas has several different official animals. I mean, leave it to Texas to right. you know, be different. <laughs> it has eight different state animals, um, including the nine-banded armadillo. I've never heard of it. Long-haired cattle, seen those. The Mexican free-tailed bat, that's a state animal, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the blue lacy dog breed. Okay. Also, the northern mockingbird, 
the Texas horned lizard. I get that one. Monarch butterfly and the Guadalupe bass. Wow. Okay. Leave it to Texas to be like, oh yeah, you have one animal. We have, we have all eight. of these. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Also, the pecan is the state tree of Texas, which I love pecans. They're my favorite nuts. So mm -hmm. that was declared the Texas state tree in 1919, 13 years after a former governor requested that that tree mark his grave. So uh, in addition to making great shade trees, pecan trees produce nuts that are popular for candy and pies or just for eating. You know, mm -hmm. like, have you ever mm -hmm. seen pecans? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love pecans. Okay. So thank you guys so much. Yeah. I mean, this was so yeah. much fun. It was so great. I love it. And for everybody who's listening along with uh, this podcast and Waco Hypnosis Center, I do public speaking. If you're interested in having me for an event, you can contact me through my website at www.drmelissarich.com or email me at info at drmelissarich.com. And if you all enjoyed this podcast, I would love for you to do one of the following, uh, write a review, share the episode or follow it. Working on building up my audience. And again, Jessica and Delilah, thank you so much. Thank I really enjoyed it. And I owe you guys a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.